Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Here's the message. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Here's the point that Jesus is saying in the verses we've read. Follow Him. Seek first the kingdom of God and trust Him with your treasure and trust Him with your anxieties. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe, Senior Pastor of Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. The news is a constant reminder of the uncertainty of life, conflict and wars, fears of recession. For some, these headlines create great anxiety. Today on The Verdict, we're beginning a timely discussion about treasure and trust. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe to introduce today's lesson. Are you rich? Do you want to be rich? Some people think that following Jesus is a guaranteed path to personal wealth, to personal health, to a carefree life. They think that following Jesus means that your best life is now. Well, as we listen today to the teaching of Jesus, it is very clear that Jesus is not one of these prosperity preachers. And those promises of wealth and good fortune are not biblical. Jesus distinguishes between treasure on earth and treasures in heaven. Better to be poor on earth and rich in heaven than the other way around. So let's listen to Jesus who will help us arrange the priorities of our lives. This is a message for all of us, whether you consider yourself rich or poor or somewhere in between. Kuni and I were sitting a couple of summers ago on the beautiful beach in our beautiful state here in North Carolina. It was one of these perfect days for the beach, and for me it was perfect because there was not a boom box to be heard. Uh, we sat there for about 15 minutes. The beach was not particularly crowded, and then we were joined by uh, three young women, probably in their late teens, and a boy of about 12, and they sat quite close to us, and no sooner had they sat, to us, sat down than their iPhones appeared. And uh, the boy, probably a younger brother, of about 12, was conscripted to take photos, I could say many, many photos, of these three young women. After some time, they went into the ocean, and to, to my surprise, they took their iPhones into the ocean and held them up high, and again, surprise, surprise, they were taking photos of themselves. When they came back, uh, they lay down, stretched out on the beautiful sand, and were engrossed, yes, you got it, in their iPhones. No doubt posting their pictures, and no doubt seeing how many of their friends liked their picture. There was zero conversation. Uh, they seemed unaware of the beauty of the day. They didn't look at the sky, uh, the ocean. They didn't seem to hear the sound of the waves, the screech of the seagulls. Totally engrossed, totally absorbed in themselves, in their, can we say, tiny little world. But as I reflected on that, I thought that is a metaphor, not just for girls about 16 or 17. It's a metaphor, I think, for so many of us that we live our lives self-absorbed, self-focused, yes, in our tiny little worlds. And then something happens. You see, God has his way of shaking us. God has his way of getting our attention, sometimes in difficult ways. We sort of wake up from our routine 
and from our own self-absorption and perhaps from a very comfortable life and then understand there are things going on in our world that we have no control of. Today's scripture comes from the lips of our Lord Jesus. I think it's going to be a tremendous help to us because Jesus is challenging us on two central issues in all of our lives, our possessions and our anxieties. All of you have some stuff, perhaps if you're a boy, not much. Perhaps if you're an older man, perhaps you have a lot of stuff, but all of us have stuff. Things we possess. And I suspect that all of us have our own worries and anxieties. I've called this message treasure and trust. First, our money, our possessions. Jesus refers to it as our treasure. An old-fashioned word, but I think a good word. Our treasure, meaning what we have, what we possess, what's important to us in our lives. Let's listen to Jesus. First of all, tell us about our treasure. We continue our study in the Sermon on the Mount and come to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Now, you may have heard these words before. Can you listen afresh to them? If you've got your Bible there at home, take it out and read it and follow it with me. I want you to hear the words afresh. They're coming from the lips of Jesus, the living Christ. Here's what he's saying to us today. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Isn't that interesting coming from the lips of Jesus? And he's saying to us in these verses, trust God with your treasure. He's telling us something very important, that treasure in heaven is eternal. He says in verses 19 and 20, that you're either laying up for yourselves treasure on earth or, verse 19, he says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you, verse 20, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, the force of the teaching of Jesus is not the amount of our treasure. It's not the amount of our stuff, but it's our motivation. It's our ambitions. It's our love. In life, what are you trying to achieve? Is your life about accumulating more money, more, more stuff? Is that the driving force in your life? You, you envy those who have more stuff than you have, and so much of your life is geared to the accumulation of stuff. Are you trusting in that stuff? Trusting in your, perhaps your capacity to earn money, or is your trust in God? I find it interesting that immediately after the teaching of Jesus on our stuff, on treasure, the Lord teaches about anxiety. Because isn't it true, our finances, our stuff, are one of the main sources of our anxiety. We either don't have enough, and we're anxious about that, 
or we're anxious that we would like more or we've got so much stuff, we're anxious about what to do with it. A lot of anxiety. I've discovered that one of the best tests of your spiritual life, are you ready for this, is how are you handling your stuff? How are you handling your money? That is a very, very good test of whether or not your trust is in God or in yourself, or whether there's greed, whether there's covetousness, whether there's a a basic insecurity in you uh, that you're trusting in that rather than trusting in God. Notice what Jesus says in verse 21. Do you find this convicting? I do. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where's your treasure? You're laying up treasure on earth, or treasure in heaven. So, very basically, Jesus is saying there's two kinds of treasures, those on earth and those in heaven. Now that is, it may be possible for you to be a multimillionaire and be admired by others because of your financial success, but as far as God is concerned, you're spiritually bankrupt because you have no treasure in heaven. It's all treasure on earth. Laying up for yourselves, verse 20, treasure in heaven. What is that treasure in heaven? I was thinking about it. What what does Jesus actually mean here? Verse 20, lay on for yourselves treasures in heaven. Do you ever think about heaven? Do you ever wonder about the treasure in heaven? What are these treasures in heaven? Howard Carter was a famous British archaeologist and Egyptologist who became world famous after discovering the, the tomb of Tutankhamun. Lord Carnarvon financed the venture, and uh, the wonderful story is told that on the 26th of November, 1922, Carter was able to make a tiny hole in a doorway and peered into it with the light of a candle. And he saw the gold and the ebony treasures, amazing treasures of the tomb of Tutankhamun. Canaveron was behind him and was so excited and he asked Carter, he said, can you see anything? And Howard Carter gave this famous response, yes, wonderful things. He saw the treasures of Egypt and was amazed at their beauty. Just think, if these treasures are spectacular, think of the beauty and the wonder, the sheer brilliance of treasures in heaven. The scripture says, no eye has seen nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I suggest we spend a little time thinking about treasures in heaven. See, followers of Jesus, as we follow Jesus, we're laying up treasures in heaven. So, if that's true, and Jesus is teaching it, verse 19, don't have the stuff of life as your priority. Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, the Bible and Jesus never condemns money in and of itself. In fact, uh, the Bible, and some of us need to hear this, instructs us to work hard so that we will have material resources, that we will be able to take care of ourselves and our families, and to give to those in need. Proverbs, in fact, other scriptures as well, uh, condemn the lazy and the undisciplined person who's, who's able to work, 
but just lazy, undisciplined, not organized, and it doesn't work or she doesn't work. The Apostle Paul writes, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 10, if anyone isn't willing to work, let him not eat. Pretty drastic, isn't it? If you want to eat, work, no? And the Bible isn't condemning work, isn't condemning getting some resources. In fact, God wants you to have money. Here's the point. Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, but lay up, verse 20, for yourselves treasure in heaven. Some people save, save, save. Other people spend, spend, spend. But whether you're a miser or a spendthrift, money is the idol of your life. You're, you're worshiping money. You wouldn't say it, but at the very center of your existence, you judge yourself and others by how much money you have, and that is the driving force of your life. Jesus said, don't do that. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. So one of the things that Jesus is teaching and he's again teaching his disciples that if you're following him, life is different. I think we've forgotten this, don't we? We think we can say we follow Jesus and then uh, drift along like everyone else. No, Jesus say, I want you to follow me. And if you follow me, all of life is transformed, including your possessions. Paul gives an example in Ephesians 4, verse 28 of an individual who's transformed by the gospel. Here is an individual who before he comes to Christ is a thief. Money to him is not to be earned. You don't work for it, you take it. He's, he's got the spirit of entitlement. In fact, he thinks you've got too much money and he's gonna take it for you and put it in his own pocket. He's a thief. Listen to what Paul says. This is, this is wonderful. He says, let the thief no longer steal. That's pretty obvious. One of the commandments, thou shalt not steal. But rather, let him labor doing honest work with his own hands. We understand that. Stop stealing. Get to work. Uh, make your own living. Stop being a sponger. But then Paul says, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Here's a man, before he's saved, he takes, takes, takes. He's a thief. Now he's following Christ. Here is a transformation of the gospel. This man now works hard, not only to take care of himself and his family, but so that he has something to give to those in need. That's laying up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Do you, do you give to those in need? Now, in this culture, as is obvious, by the verses I read, treasure would be mainly kept in the house. And he's teaching that, very obvious, that the treasures on earth uh, won't last. Verse 19, he says, moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. Here, here's, here's a man who's got wonderful, beautiful garments, but the moths get them and they're full of holes. Uh, here is someone uh, who's very greedy and, and is put in his house quite a bit of money, perhaps under his bed, and a thief comes in and takes it all. What's the point? 
Jesus is making the obvious point. Everything in this life is transient. It doesn't last. There is no security in this life. Why then put your trust in treasures on earth? Paul says, we brought nothing into this world and you can't take anything out of the world. You ever seen anyone when they die taking their possessions into the next life? No. Paul's right. We come in naked and we go out naked. Why then? When we're here for such a short time, are you so focused on treasures on earth? That's the point Jesus is saying. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? No. What's the point? Verse 20. Lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Have God, not stuff, as your priority. Treasures in heaven will last. Heaven is immune from unemployment. Heaven is immune from COVID-19. Heaven, your treasures in heaven are immune from the volatility of the stock market. Your treasures in heaven will never be stolen. They'll never deteriorate, they'll never decay. Peter in 1 Peter 1 writes of an inheritance, he says, which is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. That's the kind of treasure you want, isn't it? Because it will last, not just for a few years, but for the countless ages of eternity. No, money is not the the root of all kinds of evil. It's the love of money. You can love money if you only have a dollar in total worth. You may be a multimillionaire and not love money. No, it's not the amount. It's the desire to think that if you have enough stuff, you can live independently of God. And as I say, God shakes us. God shakes the world and you think, you thought you were so wise, didn't you? You thought you were so secure. But look what's happening. The very world is shaking. Put your trust Not in your stuff, but put your trust in God. And look, at 12, Jesus says, your life doesn't consist in the abundance of your possessions. Notice what he says in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. If your eye is on yourself and your stuff and your happiness and your self-absorbed and everything, everything is affected, is wrong. No, says Jesus in verses 24, in verse 24, you can't serve God and money. Now the word serve here is the word from which we get slave. If you're a slave of this master, you are not the slave of this one. You say, well, I can, I, I can work two jobs. In fact, I work three jobs. I work for McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's talking about slavery. You cannot have two masters if you're a slave. You say, well, we're not slaves. Yes, we are. We're slaves of the Lord Jesus. Paul, as he begins his epistles, sometimes describes himself as this, as a slave, as a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Yes, now, in following Jesus Christ, I've renounced control of my own life. I have said I am, I have decided to follow Jesus. And I can't do that and also love money. Trust God with your treasure. Now, if you're God's slave, 
If you're laying up for yourselves treasure in heaven, there is no need to be anxious. Notice how verse 25 begins, therefore I tell you. There's a connection with what he's saying. If this is true, if you are pursuing Christ, there's no need to be anxious. Now let me read verses 25 through 34 and make a few brief comments on them. These these surely are some of the most beautiful words ever spoken by our Lord. Uh, When I was 12 years old at the school I was going, uh, we had, it wasn't a Christian school, but we had uh, the school assembly once a week and uh, the Bible was read and the headmaster's favorite passage was this one. And uh, so I've heard it many, many times. It was in the King James, but I'm going to read it in the ESV. Can you listen to the words? How we need to hear them. Therefore I tell you, says Jesus, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The words of the most brilliant teacher ever, our Lord Jesus Christ. And what's he saying? Trust God with your anxieties. Notice verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious. Verse 31, therefore do not be anxious. Verse 34, therefore do not be anxious. Do you get the point? Don't be anxious, don't worry. You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and the start of a relevant message titled Treasure and Trust. We'll continue with part two tomorrow. And remember, you can always find these messages online by going to our website at theverdict.org. And for a limited time, we're offering a special companion resource that goes along with our current series. It's a booklet by John called Life in the Kingdom, and it gets to the heart of Christian living by exploring what it means to follow Christ in practical terms, as taught by Jesus Himself in the Sermon on the Mount. And right now, you can request a free copy of Life in the Kingdom when you visit our website at theverdict.org. And if you haven't signed up for John's monthly email newsletter, be sure to do that today as well. Just click the Sign Up button on our homepage. And as we continue working to bring clear biblical truth to communities across the globe, we so appreciate your prayers and financial support. And we encourage you today to give a donation of any amount to help keep these gospel messages on the air. 
please give whatever amount you feel led to by visiting theverdict.org. Or give us a call at 833-551-2231. And if you haven't already, we also encourage you to go and subscribe to The Verdict Podcast, now featuring John's weekly podcast exclusive called Avizandum. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app and through our website. Now, here's John. Well, what's your verdict? Are you laying up for yourself treasures on earth or treasures in heaven? What's your priority? Are you so consumed with making life comfortable that you are ignoring your spiritual priorities? Your resources can be taken from you in a moment. And certainly when you die, you will leave every cent behind. So seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We'll continue thinking of this subject next time and the importance of trusting God in anxious times. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.